Matt Botvink on the Spontaneous Emergence of Learning Algorithms by Adam Scholl. Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is, Matt Botvinnik on the Spontaneous Emergence of Learning Algorithms, published by Adam Scholl on the AI Alignment Forum. Matt Botvinnik is Director of Neuroscience Research at Deep Mind. In this interview, he discusses results from a 2018 paper which described conditions under which reinforcement learning algorithms will spontaneously give rise to separate full-fledged reinforcement learning algorithms that differ from the original. Here are some notes I gathered from the interview and paper. Initial observation. At some point, a group of DeepMind researchers in Botvinnik's group noticed that when they trained a RNN using RL on a series of related tasks, the RNN itself instantiated a separate reinforcement learning algorithm. These researchers weren't trying to design a meta-learning algorithm, apparently, to their surprise, this just spontaneously happened. As Botvinnik describes it, they started with just one learning algorithm, and then another learning algorithm kind of emerges, out of, like out of thin air. What happens it seemed almost magical to us, when we first started realizing what was going on, the slow learning algorithm, which was just kind of adjusting the synaptic weights, those slow synaptic changes give rise to a network dynamics, and the dynamics themselves turn into a learning algorithm. Other versions of this basic architecture, for example using slot-based memory instead of RNNs, seem to produce the same basic phenomenon, which they termed meta-RL. So they concluded that all that's needed for a system to give rise to meta-RL are three very general properties, the system must 1. have memory, 2. whose weights are trained by a RL algorithm, 3. on a sequence of similar input data. From Botvinnik's description, it sounds to me like he thinks, learning algorithms that find instantiate other learning algorithms, is a strong attractor in the space of possible learning algorithms. It's something that just happens. In a sense, you can't avoid this happening. If you have a system that has memory, and the function of that memory is shaped by reinforcement learning, and this system is trained on a series of interrelated tasks, this is going to happen. You can't stop it. Search for biological analog. This system reminded some of the neuroscientists in Botvinnik's group of features observed in brains. For example, like RNNs, the human prefrontal cortex, PFC, is highly recurrent, and the RL and RNN memory systems in their meta-RL model reminded them of synaptic memory and activity-based memory. They decided to look for evidence of meta-RL occurring in brains, since finding a neural analog of the technique would provide some evidence they were on the right track, i.e. that the technique might scale to solving highly complex tasks. They think they found one. In short, they think that part of the dopamine system, DA is a full-fledged reinforcement learning algorithm, which trains gives rise to another full-fledged, freestanding reinforcement learning algorithm in PFC, in basically the same way, and for the same reason, the RL-trained RNN spawns separate learning algorithms in their experiments. As I understand it, their story goes as follows. The PFC, along with the bits of basal ganglia and thalamic nuclei it connects to, forms a RNN. Its inputs are sensory percepts, and information about past actions and rewards. Its outputs are actions, and estimates of state value. DA, 1, is a RL algorithm that feeds reward prediction error to PFC. Historically, people assumed the purpose of sending this prediction error was to update PFC's synaptic weights. Wang et al. agree that this happens, but argue that the principal purpose of sending prediction error is to cause the creation of a second RL algorithm, implemented entirely in the prefrontal network's activation dynamics. That is, they think DA mostly stores its model in synaptic memory, while PFC mostly stores it in activity-based memory, i.e. directly in the dopamine distributions too. What's the case for this story? 
They cite a variety of neuroscience findings as evidence for parts of this hypothesis, many of which involve doing horrible things to monkeys, and some of which they simulate using their meta-RL model to demonstrate that it gives similar results. These points stood out most to me. Does RL occur in the PFC? Some scientists implanted neuroimaging devices in the PFCs of monkeys, then set the monkeys in front of two screens with changing images, and rewarded them with juice when they stared at whichever screen was displaying a particular image. The probabilities of each image leading to juice delivery periodically changed, causing the monkeys to update their policies. Neurons in their PFCs appeared to exhibit RL-like computation, that is, to use information about the monkeys' past choices, and associated rewards, to calculate the expected value of actions, objects and states. Wang et al. simulated this task using their meta-RL system. They trained a RNN on the changing images task using RL, when run, it apparently demonstrated similar performance as the monkeys, and when they inspected it they found units that similarly seemed to encode estimates based on prior experience, continually adjust the action policy, etc. Interestingly, the system continued to improve its performance even once its weights were fixed, which they take to imply that the learning which led to improved performance could only have occurred within the activation patterns of the recurrent network 3. Can the two RL algorithms diverge? When humans perform two armed bandit tasks where payoff probabilities oscillate between stable and volatile, they increase their learning rate during volatile periods, and decrease it during stable periods. Wang et al. ran their meta-RL system on the same task, and it varied its learning rate in ways that mimicked human performance. This learning again occurred after weights were fixed, and notably, between the end of training and the end of the task, the learning rates of the two algorithms had diverged dramatically. Implications The account detailed by Botvinnik and Wang et al. strikes me as a relatively clear example of MESA optimization, and I interpret it as tentative evidence that the attractor toward MESA optimization is strong. Edit, note that some commenters, like Raheem Shah and Evan Hubinger, disagree. These researchers did not set out to train RNNs in such a way that they would turn into reinforcement learners. It just happened. And the researchers seem to think this phenomenon will occur spontaneously whenever a very general set of conditions is met, like the system having memory, being trained via RL, and receiving a related sequence of inputs. Meta-RL, in their view, is just an emergent effect that results when the three premises are concurrently satisfied these conditions, when they co-occur, are sufficient to produce a form of meta-learning, whereby one learning algorithm gives rise to a second, more efficient learning algorithm. So on the whole I felt alarmed reading this. That said, if MESA optimization is a standard feature for, of brain architecture, it seems notable that humans don't regularly experience catastrophic inner alignment failures. Maybe this is just because of some non-scalable hack, like that the systems involved aren't very powerful optimizers 5, but I wouldn't be surprised if coming to better understand the biological mechanisms involved led to safety-relevant insights. Thanks to Rafe Kennedy for helpful comments and feedback. Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.